0: I was very thankful for our prayer in response to singing Hymn 538. It truly is God's intent and pleasure to have Christ wrought into our inner being. Just before the winter training in 1995, on the crystallization study of Song of Songs. Brother Lee called for a few of us brothers to be with him one afternoon. And he wanted to fellowship something and he wanted to open up something. And he said that as he was was considering uh, this book, that he would crystallize, the Lord gave him two words, personal and affectionate. That our entire relationship with the Lord is not in the way of a movement, wherein the followers do not have a personal relationship with the one who leads, But our relationship with the Lord is first personal, and it's affectionate. And of course, Song of Songs displays and develops this kind of feeling. And that matter has lingered with us, has been operating in me, what, it's close to 19 years. In various ways, we need to be reminded that in God's economy, to dispense Himself into us so that we may express Him, everything is personal. There is a person, the wonderful Lord Jesus, the all inclusive Christ, at the center. He is our life. He is our food. He is everything. And the goal of this person being wrought into us is that this very person would be expressed in all the believers. So above all, this personal element needs to be maintained and developed. As soon as it's lost, we're religious. We're still for God in some way. We do things for God. But without the person at the center. So this kind of thought is the foundation of the three messages this weekend. The general subject is living in the inward parts of Christ Jesus for the church life and the building up of the body of Christ. I cannot say too much, but at least in two stages, this matter of living in the inward parts of Christ Jesus has been coming forth at a very real cost not in a light way. And during one of these particular times of extensive, well, suffering, I guess, I was deeply touched with this. And we'll see this more tonight related to the church life. But that how we may live In the inward parts of Christ Jesus, dwelling in him, in his deep feelings, his intention, his love, his longing, his desire, his thought, and likewise allowing him to make his home in us, settle down in us, occupy our inner being. And this mutual living and indwelling is the heart of the church life. The church life is the corporate expression of brothers and sisters who progressively learn to live this way. Because they are personal and affectionate with the Lord, they allow Him to enter into them, make home in them, little by little. Of course, because the Lord is personal and affectionate with us, he longs that we would dwell in him, make our home in him. In this way, we become united in life, mingled in nature, incorporated in person, with the process and consummated triune God. Now the first point on the outline, and I will develop this, but not overly long, concerns Christ himself. And we must begin here. And I look to the Lord that he would develop in us the longing that was in the Apostle Paul expressed in Philippians 3, that I may know him. To really know the Lord. Not to stop with some accurate teaching about him, but to know him. For a number of years, mainly during my university years, I had a rather responsible position with other students in the summer, taking care of emotionally disturbed children in a certain institutional setting. And there were two ways to prepare our time with them. One way was to get the case file, to read all the things, to find out about the background, and the other way, which eventually is what I followed, I didn't want to do that first. I wanted to actually get to know the children as little people and not be armed with so much data and information about them, which might later prove useful. Things change when the Lord becomes experientially real to us and we know him. We know him as a person. Now this point unveils some details concerning him. As a man, Christ had the human inward parts with their various functions. And Christ's experiences in his inward parts were his experiences in his mind, emotion, will, soul, heart, and spirit, including his love, desire, feeling, thought, decision, motive, and intention. The Lord wants us to know him experientially in this way. Not simply to get information from him. Lord, what do you want me to do? I'm going to be finished with the Boston Extension in December. You have all the info. Will you please give me some so I know what to do? Well, yes, he does, and he will in some way get you to where you're supposed to be. But what he really wants is first that you would get to know each other better, that this need of yours would cause you to seek him more, and before he just tells you something, he'd like, like to let you know, this is how I feel. This is what I desire. This is how I think. This is my intention. And then, after a period of time, he say, by the way, um, do this. Now, I'd like to develop this somewhat. And I just refer now to Matthew eleven twenty nine. He gives us a little view. He addresses people who are really worn out, exhausted, from all their attempts to work for God, to please God, to serve God. So he said, come to me, all you that labor and are really burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. What kind of person? In in heart. And because he was meek and lowly in heart, whatever the Father willed for him to do, he was just at rest. Father, whatever you want. I did not come down from heaven to do my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. And he's aware that our heart is not quite as restful, as meek, as lowly, as calm as his heart is. The heart of Christ is profoundly calm and tranquil and restful. He'd like us to know this, to live here. He would like us to allow him to make our inner being the same. So when he lives in us, he really is at home. Now in the Old Testament, we have some pictures, we call them types that help us to be impressed with this. One is the offerings, the animal offerings, and the tender inward parts were reserved for God alone. Another portion is in Psalm sixteen seven, which speaks of the Lord's God-men living on earth. And he said, my inward parts, Instruct me during the night. And this is in connection with God's directing him. How did God direct him? Not simply by saying, do this, do that. In you, That light will be pleasant. You'll understand what's going on spontaneously. You'll allow the Lord to flow there. And this way he will increase in you. If we would experience the shining of the divine light within us, we need to be vessels open to the Lord, opening all the innermost parts of our being to Him. So openness is also determined by you. Brother Lee has a, a message. It's a classic in a big book called Perfecting Training. The, met, the message is entitled Vessels Open." To the Lord. And he said Paul's 14 epistles. Can be summarized in two words. Open vessels. And this is what the Lord wants. He doesn't want you. To promise to be better. He doesn't want you to say. If you forgive me this time. I won't do it again. He'll forgive you this time. But he knows. You're going to do it again. These promises. All the self effort. Mean nothing. We cannot do anything. But if we would simply open to this lamp in us, the light will do a lot and open the way for life and the life will cause Christ to saturate our inward parts and we'll sense. You just have the sense. I'm not rapture ready yet. I don't think I'll be transfigured before tomorrow morning Lord's Table meeting. But I have the sense something has been going on in me. And I can tell the Lord, Lord, I just have the sense after a period of time, you're flowing, you're growing. And he'll probably be quiet. Otherwise, he would say, yep, amen, I agree with you. Will you open some more? A lot more? Then I'll do a lot more. Now, the last point. That Christ may make his home in your hearts through faith. Since our heart is the totality of our inward parts, when Christ makes his home in our hearts, he controls our entire inward being and supplies and strengthens every inward part with himself. Yes, he does control. He's the king. He will reel. He will rule. Not controlling as a dictator, but Who do you think would have a better job of ruling you? You or the King of Kings, the Lord Jesus? Who do you think would be a more pleasant king? The Self? The the Almighty Self? How how good for there to be a kind of revolution, a coup d'etat in our being. And the Self is dethroned, and this wonderful person reigns, and he supplies us, and we're so happy, we're in grace. The river of water of life is flowing. The tree of life is growing in the river. The light of life is shining. The divine reality is there. Love is there. All inside of us. The more Christ spreads within us, the more he settles down in us. Okay, he's here to stay. Your heart is not a motel six. Even if you leave the light on for him. Okay, he's not interested in a motel. He will settle down. And make his home in us. Occupying every part of our inner being. Possessing all these parts. And saturating them with himself. Well this is what has been and is in my heart. For all the dear saints in the Lord's recovery. And for the Lord himself. That we would be enlightened concerning this that we would be touched by this and that we, in a personal and affectionate way, would go at, our, at a comfortable pace with the Lord, allowing him to live in, a, in our inward parts even as he longs that we live in our inward parts. I assure you, the farther you go with this, the happier you will be. When I was a young man... I was quite remote, remote uh, morose, living in an absurd universe, thinking joyful people were idiots. Now I'm far from being a young man, and simply due to this matter, of learning to, learning to live in the Lord's inward parts and letting the Lord live in my inward parts, I've never been happier, more restful in my whole life than right now. This is really good news. And we'll see tonight and tomorrow morning the church life flows out of this. So we can look forward to a a more precious church life than we've ever known. We realize, and there may be some here, that it may be hard for you to believe having been sealed off and things happening for a long period of time. But a new day has dawned. The light of life is shining. This is the third day. This is resurrection. Let's not live in the past. Let's live in the present and look at our glorious future. What a church life is ahead of us as we live in the inward parts of Christ and he lives in our inward parts. Brothers and sisters, the speaking now from you is not a mere formality. This message needs confirmation. It needs to even be completed, to be illustrated. So please allow the Lord to live in your inward parts right now. And as he flows in you and you have the sense to share something, please do this so we can complete the meeting and finish the message in this way. Okay? We leave that to you.